Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. We're so glad you tuned in today, and if you're in the area, come out and join us at our new home, located at 3035 Nicolette Street in Banning. If you are unable to attend, you can tune in on YouTube Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. And don't forget to join us for our worship on Instagram Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, 30 minutes before the YouTube broadcasts. We would also like to encourage you to check out our website at calvarychapelsweethills.org where you can keep up on the current messages, ministries, and happenings at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Today our teaching is in the book of Acts, chapter 15. Here's Pastor Ryan. And Father, we thank you this morning again for your goodness in our life. Lord, where would we be without your presence, without your love, without your grace and mercy? We are just so grateful, Lord, that you've provided this place for us to meet and seek your face and worship you, Lord. And Lord, we desire as we study your word to hear from you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would minister to us in a special way this morning. Father, we lift up our church family to you. Lord, I pray for those that are at home, those that are sick, those that are dealing with immunity issues, Lord. We just pray your touch and your blessing upon them, that they would be healed so that they can return to fellowship, Lord. And so we're grateful, Lord, for our church. And we also want to lift up our country to you. I lift up our president to you, Lord, this week. There's so much turmoil in our country, Father. And you are, in, you are concerned with our country in all aspects of our life. And Lord, we believe that you've given us this country based upon your word. And you've blessed us, Lord. But Lord, it's being attacked in more ways than not. And so we pray for our country this week. We pray for courage upon our president, his family, his cabinet, Lord, those loyal to him. And we just pray for your will to be done this week. We love you, Lord. Speak to us as we study your word now. May it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name we pray and together we say, Amen. Amen. All right, the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, the actions of the early church. The last time we were together, the Jerusalem Council is what uh, their meeting is known for. Uh, had met together the elders, the apostles in Jerusalem to discuss the issue on circumcision and the keeping of the law because some believing Jews who came out of Judaism were telling some of the believers in Antioch that in order to be saved they needed to keep the law and they needed to be circumcised in order to truly be saved. So that was a big problem because the Bible teaches that we're saved by grace and faith in Jesus Christ not of works. 
And so they decided, the Jerusalem Council, they came to a consensus that one does not have to be circumcised, one does not have to keep the law of Moses to be saved. We are saved, not of works, but grace through faith. It is not of ourselves, it is the gift of God, lest any man should boast. Not of works. They said in their letter that it seemed good to to the Holy Spirit and to the council to lay no other burden on believers other than they abstain uh, from things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality. They wrote this and sent the letter back to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas and with Judas and, and Silas who were from the church in Jerusalem. Consensus is we're saved by faith. Jesus did all the work on the cross for our sins. And what a joy that is. Also, you know, they came to a consensus that the church just, the believers just need to be holy. They, live, they need to live lives that are holy unto the Lord. Fornication, sexual immorality of any type. But it was, it was rampant during that time. And so Christianity really comes onto the scene and gets people back to the truth that in the beginning God made a male and female, one man for one woman, Adam for Eve. And so that is the way that uh, the church was to live and to honor and to stay away from things offered to idols, stay away from dark magic, dark things, be holy, and everything will be good. And they sent that letter with these guys, and this is where we continue in verse 30 with our text. It says, so when they were sent off, they came to Antioch, and when they had gathered the multitude together, they delivered the letter. And when they had read it, they rejoiced over its encouragement. And I like that. When they read the letter, they rejoiced over its encouragement. The encouragement that we're saved by grace, by faith, not of works. And I think that today it is still an encouragement. And, and not that we are saved by faith alone, but that the Lord continues to wash us of our sins and our failures as all of us sin. Now I pray that none of us practices sin, but every believer sins every day, either in thought or in action. And how beautiful and encouraging it is that we can go to the Lord and receive the, and, and be encouraged knowing that when we fail and when we sin, all we have to do is come to the Lord in prayer and just say, Father, forgive me for my sins. Cleanse me and wash me clean of the thought I had the way I spoke, the way I, I reacted, the way I acted, will you forgive me, Lord? And it's not like he says, okay, well, before I forgive you, you have to crawl on your knees 20 yards. It's just free. It's still free to be forgiven. And it's so encouraging. And so the church, when they receive the letter, wow, we don't have to keep the, the Mosaic law. Uh, the men don't have to be circumcised. It was a great encouragement to the church. And I pray that it would be an encouragement to us today. That if you've sinned, and if you're carrying a burden of guilt and shame, 
just confess to Jesus. He is faithful and just to forgive you and me of all of our sins. And so he's good. And so there was great encouragement. Galatians 3.11, Paul would write later, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. It is evident, for the just shall live by faith. So no matter what our conscience may say, and some of us, for some people, it's hard to believe that he has cleansed us. Sometimes we, we feel our, our sin was too grave. Our actions were too wrong. But the blood of Christ cleanses us of all unrighteousness. So don't let the devil say it was too, you're too far gone. You've sinned too greatly. The blood of Christ is so powerful. Where sin is, grace abounds even more. And so they went there and everyone, all the multitude down there in Antioch, was rejoiced over its, the encouragement of that letter. Now Judas and Silas, themselves being prophets, also exhorted and strengthened the brethren with many words. And after they had stayed there for a time, they were sent back with greetings from the brethren to the apostles. And so we see Judas and Silas here. Judas was a Judean and Silas was a Hellenist. And so for them to go from the church in Jerusalem down to Antioch was a, was a wise move by the council because the issue was of, of, of legalism and the keeping of the law. And so they sent a Hellenist in, in Silas one who was more apt in the Greek culture, and then you had uh, Judas who would have been more apt in the Mosaic law. And so for them to go down there was a brilliant move. And we read that when they went down there, both of them being prophets, they exhorted the church in Antioch. They, they preached to them. They preached to them the encouraging words of the Lord. And so you see these two guys, Judas and Silas, being prophets, they exhorted and strengthened. They used the gifts that God had given them to minister to the church, to strengthen the church. And so there's that reminder for us as the church of Jesus Christ to continue the example of the early church in using the gifts God has given us in order to exhort and to strengthen the, bre the brethren here at your church at Sweet Hills. As we see their example, we need to be reminded to do the same. The Bible tells us that all of us have received gifts from the Lord. And it's not always clear to us what our gifts are. They actually become clear as we walk in obedience to the Lord. I was at a the Calvary Chapel Joshua Springs on Thursday night and I got to teach the, the men of the church, the staff of the church and also the Bible College Institute there in Yucca Valley. The students came as well. And so one of the students came up to me and said, you know, I, I feel I have this gift to, tea, to, to minister in the entertainment world somehow and up there they get us on the radio 
crystal clear. And so it was one of those, like a lot of people listen to, to our broadcast over there. It was really cool to kind of, I don't really get that normally, but I got it on Thursday night. There, you know, maybe about six people came up and said that they listened to us. So it was a blessing. But so the guy goes, well, since you're on the radio, maybe you know about the entertainment business. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> but I do know this, I told the young man. I said, look, you're young, you're strong. Just serve the Lord in obedience in the needs of your church. And if you do that, eventually, you know, God will speak to you in that space. I said, look, who has the gift of washing feet? I mean, can you find it in the Bible where it says, and they so-and-so had the gift of washing feet? It's just the Lord just washed feet because feet needed to be washed. And so there's certain things that all of us can do. We all can wash dishes. We can all wipe the snotty nose of a beautiful little child. There's, there's stuff that we can do. Everyone can pick up a vacuum and a broom or whatever is needed. These are basic things. This is not something that, oh, you know, and it says in Galatians 4 that, you know, one's going to have the gift of sweeping floors. So these are all normal things. And I feel like if we, if we ask the Lord, use me where I'm at, help me to feel the needs then in that, the church will recognize the gifts that you have and help us figure out what our gifts are. It wasn't like I got saved and rolled out of church and all of a sudden, you know, the heavens opened up and, oh, you will preach one day and be a pastor. There was nothing but just being happy of being saved from the pit of hell. And... I thought I'd stay around church because I'll be safe there. I won't go out and want to go out and party like I used to. I'm just going to, when's the church open? And I was there all the time. And whatever was needed, you know, sure, I'll help out because we're Christians. Then eventually in that, a door was open. So I told the young student, as you serve the Lord where you're at and just help fill the needs, dude, God will start opening doors for you. A lot of times doors are shut because the Lord sees our character in not wanting to participate in the needs that are just before us, that are here. So it's something to think about because Judas and Silas, I mean, they had the gift, they used the gift. 1 Peter chapter 4, you can write this down, check it later. 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 through 11. Peter says, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. The gifts that God has given us, we are to use them as good stewards. 2021 is a new year, guys. Maybe it's time for us to sign up, get involved, help out, see what God might do. Ministry starts small, and it can, be, it can grow. It can go in various directions really quick. And um, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. I had no idea we'd be where we're at. I had no idea that, that he would ordain me to be an assistant pastor. In fact, I told my pastor he, he was crazy when he did so. And then, and then four years later to be a senior pastor, and then all that God has done, it's just, it's just, it all started 
in 99, you know, when I first gave my life to the Lord. I did nothing the first year at Golden Springs. I did nothing. I just sat there and got fed. And then at Costa Mesa, I got fed some more. And then I think I was invited to like, we went to like a mission trip in Mexicali, a boy's home. And like it was a weekend thing. And I was just like blown away. That was my first, very first like ministry. Then I went to a juvenile hall in Orange County. Then from the juvenile hall, we went to the county jail. And, and then from the, you know, I started praying with, with the men there. And I started teaching for the very first time at the county jail. And then it opened up like a home Bible study in Rancho Santa Margarita, Pretty World, to a house filled with people who went to Pastor Chuck's church, which was so scary for me. Because these guys knew the Bible better than I. You know, and like they're, they're hearing from, from me on Friday and they're going to sit with Chuck on Sunday. And the, the sisters, man, my older sisters in the Lord would correct me. Not during the study, but afterwards. From time to time, one would say, you know, Ryan, you really shouldn't say that. You really didn't. Be they were that good in the word. You know, they were that good. And I was terrified because I knew they were that good. I'm like, I'm not going to give them anything that they hadn't heard before. But just how God opens doors, develops, takes its time. But it begins with, sure. Sure. Imagine our family, like in our house, if mom says, hey, can you help with the laundry? And you say, yeah, it's cool. I don't hear you. So it, it's a really basic, like, family thing, family structures in our home. It, it's the same in the church. It, it should be whatever I have to help, let me help. And these guys were prophets, so they're speaking prophetically to them and exhorting them and strengthening the brethren. And then the brethren sent them back with blessings. Verse 34, however, it seemed good to Silas to remain there. And Paul and Barnabas also remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. You see, so many others also were teaching, which was a blessing. You guys got to hear my brothers, uh, Jose and Pastor David, fill in for me while I was down and out and sick. And it's neat to see people step up in the church to show their love and let the gifts of God be used through their lives. And I'm excited for more of that. I'm excited for, you know, me to be able to take a few more breaks from time to time. You know, they're getting, you know, really good. And so that's a good thing for our church. But there's just room for growth. There's room for people to be used. There's room for the Lord to raise up people, you know, so... Verse 36, then after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us now go back and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. And so we see Paul here wanting to visit the churches that he planted, brand new churches that he planted uh, him and Barnabas on their first missionary journey. He's got a shepherd's heart. He didn't just plant them and then kind of move on with this life and hope they're doing okay and no he 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 wants to see how they're doing and you know i think that there's something to be said about that that paul had a real spiritual commitment and concern for the churches that he planted 
And, you know, today with the lockdowns and everything that we've been going through as a nation, and I, and I, and I, and I do believe that it's an attack on the church, it's my opinion, you, you can, you know, believe something else, but I think it's good to see and to recognize the love the early church had for one another, the concern that the early church had to one another. And we all understand commitment to family. We all understand that we should see our kids we should see our grandkids. I think even the, the, the world no doubt understands that. While you're locked down, you can still see your family. But shouldn't we have that same concern and commitment to the church family? Is there a difference between our family according to the flesh and our family according to the spirit? How many times do we read in Paul's epistles at the end of them, the household of so-and-so greets you. The household of so-and-so greets you. These are churches. They greet you. There's this, this staying connected. The early church really moved and, and acted like a family, lived like a family. We too are a family of God, and we need to remember that. That we're a family of God because Jesus Christ is at the center of who we are. And we believe in him as being our savior, our king, our messiah, our everything. And so that makes us family. And, and in fact, it, there's the, the spiritual connection and commitment is deep. But perhaps some have forgotten that. We're family too. We should stay connected as well. When Jesus' mother and brothers were trying to see him but could not because the crowds were packed in the house that Jesus was in. Remember that uh, Jesus looked around and he pointed at the crowds and said, Here are my mother, my brother, and my sisters. In Mark 3.35, Jesus would say, For whoever does the will of God is my brother and my sister. And my mother. Paul would write to the Ephesians in chapter 3. For this reason I bow my knees. To the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. From whom the whole family in heaven. And earth is named. The whole family in heaven and earth is named. We're a family. We're family. And you know what? Family works both ways. And I, and I pray that, that people stay connected and call. Before all of this hit our country, we had a, a nice selected team of people who would reach out and stay connected to those we haven't seen in a while. And we're going to have a meeting coming up here soon and get that going again. But that kind of broke down with everything that was going down. But the Lord has spoken in my heart like that needs to continue. But with that, there is also, for anyone who's watching this or, or listening to this, you know, the Bible says he who has friends must himself be friendly. It's a two-way street. And people get all feelings, all sad. Oh, no one calls me. I would say, well, who have you called? No, 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 but I'm not supposed to call. They're supposed to call me. Yeah. No, it works both ways. I think in seeking the Lord, there's a reminder that this too is family. And I know that there's many out there who, who, who in the world in general, who are, who are isolating, who are being locked down. 
But they'll still invite their families over. Break bread with them. Are we any different? Just a thought. And so after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us now go back and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Now Barnabas was determined to take with them John Mark, John called Mark, but Paul insisted that they should not take with them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. Then the contention became so sharp that they parted from one another. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus and Paul chose uh, Silas and departed being commended by the brethren to the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. And so here we see the famous division between John Mark or between Barnabas and Paul concerning John Mark. Now, John, Mark is no nobody in the Bible, guys. He's a special guy. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio with the Bible teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein. If you're in the area, come out and join us at our new location at 3035 Nicolette Street in Banning. You can also find us on YouTube Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. If you would like more information or would like to send a gift to the ministry, check out our website at CalvaryChapelSweetHills.org or you can call us at 951-572-2309. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Chapel.